It was a dark and stormy night with the wind whipping at the window, the lightning flashing and thunder crashing down onto the roof. The floorboards creak and whisper like something is waiting, stalking, hunting. It is at this point you try to find solace by telling yourself that you're alone, but can you really be sure? In that case, why did the door just open? And why did everything go quiet? And why do you feel frigid breath down the back of your neck, chilling to the bone? To many, that experience would be considered the work of ghastly spirits. But what if I said that spirituality comes in many different forms and that music is a gift from a higher power and can actually give a sense of tranquility as opposed to terror? Hello and good evening. Welcome to Music to Your Ears. I am your host, Jaden, and together with my friends, we will be exploring this exact topic by looking at Korean shamanism compared to Native American animism. Without stalling any longer, let us begin. section is titled First Blood and today I am welcomed here with a special guest Blake. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me today. Both of the Korean and Native American cultures are very religious. However, do they share any similarities? That is actually an amazing question. If I was to ask you what the most popular religion is, what do you think it is? I would have to say Christianity. Precisely. Christianity has made its impact all around the world and even on religions. Both Korean and Native American religions have been impacted by this. So, how have they been affected? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Native Americans were being forced to assimilate to European customs around the 1700s. Due to this, if you listen to Native American music, you can find words like Jesus that do not originate from North America. However, Korean music has been affected differently by Christianity. As Christianity has become a dominant religion, many Koreans are now practicing it over shamanism, which they have traditionally practiced. Are these cultures able to express customs and tales throughout their music? Yes. This is especially evident in Korean music. One of the songs that tells the tale is one by the name Arirang. So what is this Arirang about? From what I have been told, this is a story about how an older man is making a trip through some mountains near his home. However, his wife tells him to be wary, as his foot has not been in the best condition. Some may have even considered his foot to be rotting. The wife voices her concern throughout the entire story as she tells her point of view. She complains about being left behind, but she somewhat understands. However, for Native Americans, tales and customs have been expressed through powwows. During these ceremonies, huge parties are thrown in which people can come together and sing songs. 
Native Americans usually enjoy their culture and share it with one another during this time. So tell me this, is the music usually religious or does it depend on the context? No, the music does not always have to be religious. If that's true, in what other styles can their music be played? Well, for Koreans, they play a lot of ceremonial and court music. Court music is a tradition that has been around for hundreds of years. And this music is typically played for people who are very high in the hierarchy. And for Native American music? Well, for Native Americans, they participated in powwows and ghost dances as well. Like I stated before, powwows are huge ceremonies in which people gather together to socialize, sing, and dance. A modern representation of this could possibly be church festivals. While during ghost dances, the music was used to communicate with their deceased ancestors. However, each tribe usually had their own way of doing this. Since both of these cultures clearly believe in spirits, do they connect differently or communicate differently? First off, both of these cultures believe in spirits and find ways to connect with them. As I briefly mentioned earlier, Native Americans would participate in ghost dances. Here they would sing with syllables that didn't make any words. They would be using these sounds to conjure and talk to spirits who were once with them. Now, what about the Koreans? Do they do something similar? Shamans are supposedly selected by spirits to act as mediators. Shamans, however, contact these spirits through objects. Koreans believe that spirits are able to be in objects and places of much importance. Overall, both cultures do communicate with spirits, but in different ways. Thank you for your time, Blake. Pardon me. It appears that we have an uninvited guest in our midst. No matter. Carla, you are here now. What is your question? Hi, yes, I was wondering, why has shamanism had such a large impact on different cultures across Asia? To answer that, I have my colleague Cameron here. Well, so first, many of the genres of traditional music that became most famous in the 20th century have origins in or were inspired by shamanism and its practices. This could be evidence that this preoccupation began a long, long time ago. Another reason is that shamanism, especially the ecstatic variety, is a religion which manages a complex changing pantheon of natural, historical, ancestral, and other spirits, and is therefore always in touch with the present and its many crises. This shows that if different people across the globe believe in this religion, they are mo more likely to listen to the music that goes with it. This also creates a long-lasting impression on different people where they enjoy and frequent the music. Well, I was also curious as to how do the religious and traditional elements of Native American dance and music relate to the political persecution and oppression of the various Native American tribes in American history? Sweet. So as in Native American tradition, worship and protection of nature and the gods of the natural world are very important elements in their music. Historically, the Native American people have come under political prosecution through acts and laws 
such as the Dakota Pipeline and other political acts that forced Native Americans off their land and damaged the nature that they worship. Music is the medium by which the peoples interact with nature. When politicians and po policy destroys a thing that connects the Native American peoples, it harms the culture and of music and tradition as well. Thank you for that. Now, moving on, we shall move to our next session. The devil is in the discussion. <laughs> With me today, I have Micah, Chloe, and Andy. My first question for you three is, what effect did the Europeans have on the culture of Native Americans? I can answer this question. So this question actually saddens me to answer. What the Europeans did to the Native Americans was horrible, but Native, Amer Native American music wouldn't be what it is without that tragedy. In most cases, music is written and composed of personal experiences. Many of the most heartfelt and soulful songs come out of tragedies and heartbreak. Please, don't hold back. Can you go into a little more detail of what happened? Of course. So uh, let's think back to one example directly, the Trail of Tears. The Trail of Tears occurred in the 1830s when the Cherokee Nation was forced by President Andrew Jackson's Indian removal policy to relocate from east of the Mississippi River to Oklahoma. Not only did they have to relocate, but they were forced to walk the entire way there. They were pushed way beyond their limits and many of their lives were lost through the march. This event was extremely tragic. Not only were they being forced to leave their homes, but they were being forced in a way that was literally killing them. To tie this back to my original point, this tragedy was an ultimate heartbreak. Music for many people is a way to reflect on your life and get out many sorrows. And I believe that what the Europeans did to the Native Americans fueled their fire in music greatly. A lot of their music comes from the pain that they felt during the Trail of Tears and the pain that they are continuing to feel to this day. Now, let's flip the script and talk about the Korean culture. What makes the history of shamanism so important to Korea's culture? So Korea's music tradition saw huge changes once Korea tried to modernize. A lot of the new things they were doing were being brought in from other countries and weren't actually rooted in Korea like shamanism. So that begs the question I must ask, why were they trying to modernize? They were trying to match the fast pace of countries that they saw as being ahead of the game. So they adapted new lifestyles in order to keep up with the changes in the world. Shamanism was one of the traditions that actually was founded in Korea and is still very prominent, all while maintaining its originality there. Most countries have traditions that are ancient but will never go away and are meant to be preserved because they are important to the history of the country. Shamanism is one of those very historical traditions for Korea. It's one of the few ways that you are able to see remnants of originality left in Korea to this day. Well, it is clear that both Koreans and Native Americans struggled in their cultures at different times. So then, what are the connections between these changes? Honestly, there's a lot more differences between the two cultures than there are similarities when it comes to shifts. Native Americans were forced into a new way of life, while the motivation behind Korea's changes was focused on keeping up with the modernization of the rest of the world. Regardless, both cultures saw huge changes, especially musically. Please, tell us more about these differences. 
So I discussed shamanism in Korea earlier, which is one of the original music traditions in Korea. But outside of that, their music really changed in order to stay up to date with everyone else in the world. When it comes to Native American music, their style changed because they had to put more behind their music. While Korea was trying to make their music more basic, Native Americans were changing the meaning behind their music to reflect the pain and sorrow they felt from the events such as the Trail of Tears. Although both cultures saw a drastic change in lifestyles, I think it's extremely hard to compare these changes. I see. Now, moving on to my next question of the night. How does Korean shamanism portray a form of art as well as a religious significance? I could take a dive into this one. So the portrayal of art happens mainly within shamanistic ceremonies while also holding great religious significance. In a static shamanism especially, the shamans dress colorfully in preferred colors of the of, and clothing of the spirit, which in turn creates an aesthetic appeal to both the spectators of the ceremony and to the spirit that the shamans are attempting to attract. I see. Now, would you say there is a significance to the color of choice for these ceremonies? Absolutely. While not only that this ha the aesthetic has a great religious significance in that they're trying to attract that uh, spirit that they want to communicate with, uh, it also allows for a showy ceremony, including dancing, chanting, and musical performances that go right along with the, the ecstatic shaman rituals. Now, you see, all of this comes to my mind as a theatrical performance. Would you say this is true to shamanism? Oh, there's definitely a, a bit of a theatrical aspect within Korean shamanism. For instance, in modern shamanistic ceremonies, a story can be told by shamans being possessed by two spirits from a past time, such as two spirits separated during the Korean War. In this case, there's definitely a theatrical aspect to the shamanistic tradition that still holds deep religious significance. They call on the spirits to recall the horrible truths of the Korean War, and this type of ceremony also reveals the terrible effects of colonialism and the war on the Korean peoples. Now, we've talked all this time about the Korean culture. I want to know about Native American culture and tradition. Where are the aesthetics and art important in that tradition and culture? So aesthetics and art are somewhat important in the ceremonial aspects of religious life of Native Americans. Uh, within a Native American culture, there are many drums for many uses, uh, and they use different decorations on those drums in order to relay the idea of which, a cere of which ceremony they are to be used for, uh, and they can be distinguished with details of decorations such as bees, feathers, animal skins, carving, and even painting. So then, which would you say is more important, religious significance or aesthetic? For the Native Americans, aesthetic and quality in the realm of musical construction are not high ranked in the mind of the religious specialist who gets the inspiration for the songs from the heavens as their tradition goes. They are definitely more concerned with the religious significance of the song they receive from the heavens than the ceremonial flourishes into actions. So then I must ask this, as time has passed, has there been a shift from this emphasis on religious power? Well, as of the 20th century, there's been an emergence of powwow culture. This powwow culture 
has created a significant rise in the use of Native American musical tradition less as its deep religious use of the past and more as a form of entertainment and the expression of their collective ethnic identity among many Native American tribes. So now that we have looked at both, what are some main comparisons and contrasts that one can draw musically and textually between both Korean and Native American musical traditions involved with their respective religion? So musically speaking, Native American music tends to use a much more vocal-centered style than Korean shamanism. Now, in Korean shamanism, we do see the use of vocals, especially in ecstatic shamanism. Both the shaman and the participants chant an invocation of, of the spirit in order to call it to the ceremony and have it inhabit the shaman for a period of time the ritual takes place, and they also chant in order to let the spirit be on its way upon the completion of said ritual. However, the Native American traditions use vocals as the main basis for their musical traditions, as well as an accompaniment with many percussive instruments, although some traditions do include melodic instruments. Here is an example of some Native American music. Interesting. Now, would you say the texts play a role in the two musical traditions? Well, the importance of vocals remains very different between the two. In Korean shamanistic tradition, some amount of focus is placed on the chants uh, in normal ecstatic tradition, and a large amount is placed in the shamanistic derivative called pansori, which tells folk, folk stories in a musical style. Here's a clip of pansori. contrast, Native American traditions do not really place much weight upon the lyrics of the music. The religious significance comes out of the music itself. There is a supernatural power to this music, and its performance for the right ceremony and at the right time can be used to harness the power of the supernatural, not necessarily the words in the right order. An exception, once again, arises in modern day with the rise of powwow culture, when words began to be used to help add the entertainment value of the music. Excellent. Moving on, I would like to welcome Andy to the studio tonight. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So, to start our conversation, what is the difference between Korean music and Native American music from the cultural perspective? Wow, okay. Um, first off, Korean music is the music from Korean, ranging from historical times to the division of Korea of South and North in 1945. Korean music includes court, folk, and poetic music. The religious music is used in both shamanistic and Buddhist traditions. Now, the traditional music is referred to gugak, 
which just means national music in Korea. Excellent. Now, how would you say this varies from Native American music culturally? Oh, um, um, Native American music is actually based on American Indian music. And this is a kind of music that is performed by Native Americans in the United States. Their music style is basically tribal music, for example, pool blow music and Inuit music. Um, overall, um, comparing these two kinds of music in Eastern and Western, and there's no doubt that there are so many differences culturally based on the location. Also, um, with the cultural differences, you can actually tell that Korean music is more, more performed in the palace, which only the leaders of the nation can enjoy back to a couple hundred years ago. Um, Native Americans' music is more of the music that basically started to get popular by people and they get more popular around the world while later. Very interesting. Now, how have both Korean and Native American musics become globalized? How are they perceived around the world? Oh, that's another good question. So the traditional Korean music was first not popular around the world. It was firstly came from China. Well, since the Korea was a part of China back to 100 years ago, and after Korea as a country that separated from China, it became its own nation of culture. Therefore, when we are talking about Ya Yue, it's actually the same kind of music style as the Ya Yue in China. By the influence of China, traditional Korean music has actually became one of the traditional music around the world. But nowadays, modern Korean music has become so popular in the world, like, for example, K-pop or Korean songs and so on. So now, looking at the other side, let us examine Native American music and see how, how has that evolved similarly. Great. Um, Native American music also first get popular in their American Indian clans. But nowadays, traditional American music has become preserved pretty well. There are still American Indians playing their traditional songs nowadays. As world music becomes so well known for the each nation, of course, traditional American music is one of the most famous ones in the world due to its special tribal style. Excellent, Andy. We thank you again for joining us this evening. No problem. Thank you. The night drags on but I believe we have time for one more question. And this one shall be taken from our Twitter. This question for you, Cameron, is, where has shamanism spread throughout of Asia? This is a great question, because a lot of people are curious about this. Shamanism exists all along the corridor that links Korea with Mongolia and Central Asia. With many different people and cultures across this area, it has a far greater chance of spread to others who might enjoy listening to the music. Excellent. As you can see, spirituality does not always mean a dark specter or a chilling scare. Music does not always mean a sudden sharp spike in the music made to cause discomfort. Music, to many, is a gift from God and should be treated as such. 
Every song has a ritual attached where different emotions can be felt from bliss to sorrow to anger. Each song emits a different power to it, which can be felt as much as heard. I thank you all for joining us tonight. Now, if you will excuse me, the night is weighing heavily on me and I fear I must retire. I trust you all can see yourselves out. Oh, and as always, stay safe, stay listening, stay alive. (laughs) 